When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. Nice and uh, cozy here. Nice and snug in our in our recording studio here today. Uh, we're talking Michigan football, maybe some Michigan basketball. You never know. Zook's going to pop in with some thoughts on hockey uh, yeah. at some point. But uh, it's we're in between a Michigan victory over Illinois and a matchup looming uh, at Penn State on Saturday. Uh, first thing. Looking back to the Illinois game, Aaron, uh, you were the only one of us that was there. Is there a thing or two or whatever that you can tell us about the game that you wouldn't have known from just watching on TV? Whether it would have been something about the fans, you know, the crowd the size, <laughs> the crowd size, something you know, Harbaugh said that you know we read the stories, but any just anything that sticks out from your trip there, even if it's not the lack super. of the lack of the the. Energy, energy behind the Illinois fan base. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's a, so there's a parking lot right outside Memorial Stadium where the game was held, and mm-hmm. the parking lot you could see it from the press box. The parking lot wasn't even full mm-hmm. of cars. You could see open spots. So I was surprised at how few Illinois fans showed up for the thing. I mean, there were there was a decent contingent of students. Mm-hmm. It was cold and windy, and, it went, and they're obviously not playing very well. Yeah, how windy was, was it? Uh, I don't. I was. I meant to go back and on look. The field, obviously, no. but I'm saying. You I remember. Were so I remember. Yeah, you know, walking up that morning because the game was an 11, 11 a.m. kick local time. Yeah. So I got the stadium at oh, gosh nine ish nine thirty probably around nine, and I had a little bit of a walk from my car to the stadium, and it was breezy. It was cold. I mean, okay. It was chilly because that was that was discussed, you know, on the broadcast as far as the. You know, team's ability and willingness to pass the football, uh, throw yeah. the football. It was Jim Harbaugh mentioned. brought that up. I don't know. And, and I think the other, uh, the other, I think Lovey Smith and Illinois brought it up as well. Shea Patterson was asked about it after the game. He claimed it didn't make a difference. Um, I, no, I don't. I don't know if it did. I, mean, I don't know. But you know, it, it was clear. It was clear from the get go that it altered. I think Michigan's game plan, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons I think you saw them. Uh, run the football as much as they did, especially there in the first half. Yeah, I mean, it was you didn't need to be a fo- football expert to say, "Oh, Michigan's game plan is to run the ball, yeah. and it is effective so far." I mean, they just it was, it looked yeah. like a, it looked like they're facing high school defense initially, uh, the way they were going through them. Um, yeah, well, Illinois. I yeah, keep in mind Illinois' run defense. I think it was ranked ninety fourth going into the right. game, ninety sixth. Mm-hmm. Between a you know a, a Michigan saw an opening there literally, mm-hmm. uh, and and with the weather, they were kind of forced to do it. So sure. it was, you know, it worked out. Um, Michigan won 42-25. They scored 42 points. So it's like there was some, you know, criticism of the offense again after this game. Uh, you know, they did go quiet there for, for a stretch, you know, in the third quarter into the fourth quarter. But they scored 42 points. I mean, they were pretty productive. The, that That's that's good. Yeah, and I think I wrote this after the game. I thought they did a lot of th- good things well, and people will poke at the second half. And, and there's some valid criticism there. But you got to keep in mind – they didn't have the football much in the second half. Mm-hmm. Illinois had a couple of really long drives, and Michigan did get the football. They turned it over. They had a fumble. Right. So uh, fumbles continue to be an issue. It's been an issue all season long. I, I, at this point, 
and I don't foresee it leaving anytime, going away anytime soon. I mean, if, if it's going to, st- it's been yeah, six after games. First, after the first few games, you think, all right, it's a fluky little thing. Yeah, the yeah. few games with a lot of fumbles, but now it's like, oh my gosh. And I don't, I don't know how you diagnose. I mean, Harbaugh was asked about that after the game, like, how do you fix it? We, we know you've been working on it in practice, and I don't doubt that they do that they don't. I mean, I think it's, yeah. it's a regular part of it. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you how that and comes with by. the weather getting colder too. I mean, it's going to be harder to hold on to the football as well. I'm sure the yeah. the weather becomes more of a factor later. And Illinois had a couple of fumbles too. So I mean, it wasn't just Harbaugh gladly pointed that out uh, yesterday in his press conference, even in Saturday after the game. Yes, they had turnovers, but they forced a couple as well. Uh, but they had a really, really bad third quarter, and that's I think what set this game. Made this game closer than it probably should. It was should a three-point game. Yeah, against yeah. Illinois. Yeah, well, keep. I mean, they, they go up twenty-eight nothing. You give up twenty-five straight against an Illinois program that probably won't make a bowl game. Uh, it's clearly struggled defensively this season. Um, you know, there's cause for concern, and and don't get me wrong, I think there is. Um, you know, they still haven't been able, other than the Rutgers game, they haven't put together a full you know a full sixty minutes of offensive football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, going in and right now, this coming, I'm mean, we'll probably get a new one here in a second. But the Saturday's game against Penn State uh, is going to be a, a big test for where this team stands right now. Yeah, I mean, okay, so we're discussing the fumbles. Did I spend some of the time before recording this podcast counting them all up and labeling them by player? Yes, I did. Okay, so there's been 17 of mm-hmm. them. Okay, and Michigan has lost nine of them. So, you know, there's been a lot of research about, you know, people looking into fumbles and and which team gets it and things like that. People think there's, you know, fumble luck as far as who actually recovers it. So, and and that might be true as far as Michigan. There's no such thing as luck. Okay. Well, they fumbled 17 times. Again, they've lost nine of them. So that percentage of losing them, um, they're not necessarily that, that unlucky there. Um, That ranks 50%. Yeah, exactly. It's a a little more than 50%. um, The teams that are truly at 50% exactly or, or better. Uh, that that gets you in the top fifty, um, but there's a lot of teams tied at exactly fifty percent. Then it jumps to Michigan at you know number seventy two, tied with a bunch of teams, um, you know, with their percentage. So, yeah, they're they're not. But the number that's the concern the volume, is the volume, the volume of yeah, course. The volume. They're fumbling it way too many times. Right. 17, and, um, and there's the, only one team in the country that has fumbled more. Um, that's Nebraska, and they've played one more game. So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and it's, again, it's, it's an epidemic in that it's, you know, team-wide. So I counted them up. Right. There's, again, 17 of them. Seven have been on the quarterbacks, which, you know, two, two different players. And, yeah. you know, in fairness, Dylan McCaffrey, he only has one of well, them. Well, so right. the others have been Shane McCaffrey. Okay. <laughs> There have been three on punts, which have been three different players. Uh, five have been running backs. Five different running backs each have one. Uh, one, a wide receiver, and there's one more still out there. John Runyon. John oh, Runyon, right. offensive <laughs> lineman. So, I mean, truly, Who doesn't, no, they don't touch the football much anyway. Right, so and these are game. fumbles. Not all, not you know, not just the, you know, some have been have been recovered, of course, by Michigan. But um, it, it's a problem that is, you know, obviously significantly hampering the offense and you know at one point do you think it's going to turn or go away or just uh, just build it into the game not the game plan but your predictions and assessment of this team that it's going to happen i don't know i'm not really sure there's anything else more we can discuss i just wanted to throw out some of those raw numbers because they are there's no quick fix answer for it like and like i said harbaugh's been asked and all he can say and and i don't blame (laughs) him there's nothing else you can say we're going to keep coaching it we're going to i mean if you look back at jim harbaugh's previous you know his, his tenure here at Michigan, fumbles haven't really been an issue for this team. They've largely held on to the football compared to, to the mm. rest of the country. Right, right. Fumble, they're a relatively disciplined team. They, they aren't penalized a ton. Um, they don't fumble a ton. So for this to, for this to happen so frequently this, this early this season, 
is, is troublesome. And I think it goes, again, I'm just spitballing at this point because I don't know. I'm not in practice, but I think it goes back to the offense. There, there, there are some issues early on. They're just getting comfortable to things. And then it starts happening, and it's, almost, it's a spiral effect. It almost mm-hmm. plays on you mentally. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then teams see that, I think, and then sometimes they, they go for the ball. So I think, I think it's all of it kind of mixed into one. Right. Um, it's and, so- and Illinois is a team that forced a lot. If you, mm-hmm. so if you don't believe in luck like Aaron, then there you go. Those were, those were, those were two, uh, that was a bad combination for Michigan in that matchup in that regard. Um, but yeah, it was, it was uh, another win. Michigan is now halfway through this regular season schedule with uh, one loss. Um, so here they are at, at, at five and one it's um, I don't know. It's one more loss than I guess, I mean, if I'm remembering back to our, you know, preseason podcast, um, you know, it's one more than I thought they'd have. I, I did think they'd lose a game uh, coming up here, but I mean, I said it was this one, this Penn State one. I think Aaron had it as the Notre Dame. I, don't I had remember. Wisconsin. And you, okay, I so had you, Wisconsin or Army and or Iowa's kind of trap game, so that I thought they would lose one of those three. So. Gotcha. So, 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 so oh. here they are. So it's it's a fine place to be in, but now now it gets it gets real. Uh, this final yeah. six. Games, of course, it's you know, two in a row here with uh, Penn State and, and Notre Dame, highly ranked teams. Um, you know, and then of course Michigan State and Ohio State later in the year. But let's focus on Penn State here. Um, yeah, it's just crazy how similar it is. The situation is to 2017 when when those teams met in at uh, in Happy Valley. I was telling Ryan, yeah, I was telling you that yesterday. I mean, they were Michigan. If you look, go back to Michigan was five and one going into Happy Valley mm-hmm. in 2017. They were ranked. Uh, what did I say? 19, I think, in the country. Penn State was two. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they needed a victory. They were coming off a close win over, I think, Indiana the week before. Mm-hmm. Coming off a you know relatively close win over Illinois. There's a lot of similarities. Night obviously, game, whiteout. Night game, yeah. yeah it's, 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 there are a lot of similarities, but the same token, obviously, these are they're two different teams. Right. I mean, yeah, different personnel, different players going mm-hmm. here. Um, but that doesn't – I mean, Michigan needs a victory here. If, if they can – you know, a win here would go would go a long way, and I think proving that they have they have made strides offensively because we keep hearing about it. You know, the mm-hmm. offense has taken strides; they're looking good in practice. They are executing, and we've seen it at times this year. Uh, but the issue has been consistency, putting it together. You know, drive after drive, quarter after quarter. Uh, they haven't done much of that, and they need to. And for them, I think the answer. I think last I checked, they were seven or eight point underdogs at this point. I think it was yep. going up. Um, they need to put four four quarters together on Saturday to have a shot. I'm picking them to lose. I'm not going to say my score. I'll let, I'll let the video stand on its own on Thursday night. But um, I, I don't think it'll be close. I don't. But if, if Michigan can put four quarters together and play relatively turnover, turnover, turnover-free football, mm-hmm. they'll stand a chance. I think for me, I, I, looked, I watched some of that at a Penn State-Iowa game, and I, I didn't see – I see an avenue where Michigan can win. I don't think Penn State's – I don't think they have that explosive offense like they did in 2017 when they had Saquon Barkley who went off for four touchdowns against them. So I, I don't think – think Michigan's defense will at least be able to keep them in the game. I just – but Penn State also has a top 10 defense as well. And I, do I see this team scoring 28, 35 points against them, which they might need to win? It's, it's It will be tough. Yeah, I mean, this would be, I mean, this would be Michigan, in, in my opinion, because I just, again, I don't think some, some people just don't understand, you know, how difficult, uh, you know, games are on the road in college sports versus at home. So um, this would be Michigan's best win in a, in a long time. I mean, I was going back trying to trying to figure out what it would be, because to me, it would, it would, again, it would almost have to be a, 
a road game. Because yeah, sure, they 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 smacked Wisconsin last year um, at home, and Penn you know State Penn, Penn State yeah. the right last year as well. So, um, but but I don't know. Maybe one of those uh, could have been one of those games like at at Notre Dame. Um, maybe you know it has. They haven't been in Ohio State in a while. You know, Michigan State they've gotten them on the road a couple times, including last year. But you know that wasn't a a great. Uh, Michigan State team by by any stretch, so um, six, I don't I don't know. It could be like the, seriously the like the 2006 game against uh, you know that was against a Notre Dame team that was that was number two at the time and then they crushed them. I mean, so that's, that's under Jim Harbaugh. Michigan's one in six on the road against AP top twenty five ranked teams. Mm-hmm. The one win was last season at Michigan State, and Michigan State was a borderline top twenty five. Yeah, they think they were twenty four, yeah. and so, then so at the they, end of the year yeah. they were not. Yeah, so they. This this would be a marquee win. This is a win. I think when you when you hire Jim Harbaugh, you expect them to win. They haven't been able to do it. Uh, he gets another opportunity. I mean, the and, and players were asked about it yesterday, and Jim Harbaugh has been asked about it. Their goals are still there. I mean, they can still, in theory, win the Big Ten championship, mm-hmm. but they've they've got to win these games. And well, they start- could they could win the Big Ten championship and lose the Notre Dame next week too. Yeah, right, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm hesitant about like counting them out because I mean they they couldn't they could come out and play a very well very well game a very good game Saturday. And potentially win, and everything is still in front of them. I mean, and they've got a, their Big Ten slate after that is Maryland. Uh, then they got Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Then they got Indiana, no, Indiana, Indiana, and, and then Ohio State. Right. Obviously, before we get to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So, if that's the case, if they win, I mean, it's likely going to come down to once again that Michigan versus Ohio State game, last game of the regular yeah. season. They got to get Saturday. Yeah. If they lose Saturday. That's yes. two Big Ten losses. It's done. I, I do think so. Yeah, I do. And given the way the offense is played, and you know the inconsistent from the inconsistency from the defense. Look, the defense I think has been pretty good by and large. It's been fine. They had a uh, slip up in third quarter against Illinois. Um, and I, I thought they played well against Army. I know they were not good against Army, but I thought they played well then too. Um, but the offense has got to they got to find their stride. I don't think as much as Jim Harbaugh said they have. I I haven't seen it. They got to do it against and they got to do it against a team of higher caliber than Rutgers and. Indiana or Illinois. And we'll, and we'll see if a few of uh, Michigan's injured players return uh, this week as well. I mean, Harbaugh didn't really <laughs> say much about the injuries this week. So, I mean, if Cody Pay and Nico Collins and uh, a couple other – who are those? Eric Hall, yeah, Eric Hall, Hill, Hill. Hill. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. I mean, those are some key pieces yeah. there. Absolutely. If, uh, if the, it was it was weird because we were, we were up at the press box Saturday morning before the Illinois game. And, you know, you see Dylan McCaffrey down there in his uniform and you see – Sean McCune down there in mm-hmm. uniform, and we're, and, and we're thinking, oh, they're going to be relatively healthy today. They're going to have all their weapons. Not they necessarily need them against Illinois, but it's it's a, it's a it's a game to get you know an opportunity to get them in a game and get them back into playing playing stride. And neither of them really played. McCune, I think, got in a couple snaps early in the game, and that was it. Uh, but then then we hear about. Uh, right. Nico Collins not being there, and Lever Hill not being there, yeah. and Eric All not being there, and Quiddy Pay not playing. Um, you know, it's it's I don't know, it's troublesome. They've been dealing with injuries all year. This goes back to the spring where guys have either been banged up and didn't participate or just weren't there. And I think that and don't discount that from you know the offensive struggles. I mean, mm-hmm. you have a lot of guys that are returning and, and have played together a lot, but when you guys got when you got players coming in and out constantly, whether it's a receiver or you know, a new guy starting along the offensive line or you know, whatever the case may be, you're starting tight end out. Uh, that does affect things, and it limits in some some in some instances it limits what you can do. Yeah, well, and defensively too. I mean, they you know for years, few years now under Don Brown, yeah, it's kind of just been plug and play with with that that whole side of the ball. But you know, I mean, Quiddy Pay, remember what he did against Iowa? You know, the game before, and um, you know, 
Bernard Hill is is your most you know talented, experienced corner. Obviously, Embry Thomas has played really well this year, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So I mean that 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 mattered. Those guys being Absolutely. out for sure. So um, yeah, you'd think they they kind of need to be at full strength to uh, hang with Penn State. Uh, Penn State is uh, you know they were they were picked by like the media um, you know as fourth in the Big Ten East. I went back and looked. You know, in the preseason AP poll, they were slightly ahead of Michigan State, uh, but behind Ohio State and, and Michigan. Um, you know, but here they are at number eight, nine, seven, 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 seven in the seven, country. Um, you know, six and zero. Oh, uh, you know, close games with uh, Pitt, and of course last week Iowa. against yeah. Iowa. Yeah. But the others have been blowouts. Uh, they have not turned the ball over. Um, yeah, so they are, you know, they've got a stable the back. So like Michigan does. pressure on the quarterback at yep. a really high rate. Yep, they're up there in sacks and tackles for loss. Um, they're playing the way I think some folks thought Michigan would. Yeah, you sure. Know, they're, they're kind of the, the they're the, the Michigan right now mm-hmm. of the preseason. So yeah. they're playing great football. They get Michigan at home. Um, All right, that's the thing. Like, you know, that, that Penn State win there at, uh, you know, it's kind of similar games in a way, the two, the two teams mm-hmm. playing against Iowa in consecutive yeah. weeks. But again, you know, Penn State went and did it on the road at night at Iowa. Uh, you know, Michigan, you know, kind of eked out that victory, you know, at home. There, there is a difference. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's a reason that Penn State, you know, is the touchdown plus favorite they are. I think that's fair. Um, yeah. I think yeah, it'll fair. it'll be, yeah, reflected in, in my prediction as well. But uh, we'll have yeah. to see. We'll have to and tune in to, to Ryan's keep, video. Keep in mind, I mean, that, that Wisconsin game is still hanging over Michigan. I mean, the players are still getting asked about it. Yeah. It's still coming up in answers. Uh, it's still they're motivated. The defense was asked about it yesterday, and they said they're still using it as their motivation. Yes, your criticism yeah, fuels them, listeners. So continue to So it's. I mean, that's still hanging over them. So in, in, in a way that they were embarrassed that game. I mean, you go in there and lose by twenty one points. You go down, at, you know, the deficit that they did uh, on the road against the Big Ten opponent. Uh, you know that's that's not a good spot to be in, and they're gonna, they're gonna have an opportunity here to redeem themselves potentially. Um, you know, it, I don't know. It's it's almost take two for them. It's they're you'd like you'd like to think the offense has has, has made progress. Um, statistically, it, it hasn't borne out much, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll see. You know, they they, they got to th- I think they're gonna have to throw everything at the Nittany Lions on Saturday. They're gonna have to play a clean, uh, disciplined. Foot, game of football on Saturday. You can't have the stupid penalties like the other day against against Illinois. Ben Mason getting flagged for unsportsmanlike <laughs> conduct. I think Carlo Kemp had a face uh, uh, face face mask. Um, it's it just it's stuff like that you, you can't afford, and they can't do that on Saturday. Well, tune in, uh, you know, ESPN early in the morning, or you know, in the morning yeah. if you want to watch uh, game day from from uh, State College, and then seven thirty kick on ABC. Uh, and follow Aaron's coverage. He will be there um, chronicling this, you know, huge game for Michigan football. Uh, yeah, it's going to be – I think it's going to be – I interrupt this the other day. It's going to decide the season, I think. They win this game. I, I think there's a very real chance to get back in the Big Ten title picture, Hunt. Sure. They lose this. I, I think you're looking you at potentially 8-4 and four season. It may potentially 7-5, and five, depending on what happens with Michigan State and everything else. Well, it's looking like I, I, ah, yeah, yeah, you could still beat Mid- Notre Dame and Ohio State, and that could, in, in you know, the full body of work, that would be a season that a lot of people would be happy with, especially beating Ohio State. But that, again, that's it's yeah, too far down yeah, the line. Just right. this is this is the game, and um, it is interesting. Uh, talk hoops a little bit. There is uh, Michigan will have its media day later this week, so um, 
yeah, there's no, there's no major news since uh, the last podcast we recorded, but um, you know, there will be some in our next, in our next uh, Wolverine confidential, as well as, you know, plenty of stories later this week uh, on mlive.com slash Wolverines. Uh, one of them to look out for, for sure would be uh, the announcement of a, uh, 2020, you know, top recruit, Isaiah Todd is his name. Um, you know, he has visited Michigan. He has Michigan in his final two with Kansas and he will announce uh, Thursday night. So, you know, at this point there, there will be a story up one way or the other, depending on which way he goes. So you can look for that. Uh, yeah. Thursday night. Put my daughter to bed a little earlier, you know, and <laughs> dad's got to watch some, you know, 18 year old kid shows where he's going to go to school. But uh, great. yeah, it'll be uh, th- this, you know, could he be the first uh, mm-hmm. you know, sort of piece that, you know, Jawan Howard wanted to see? He said, once I get one, you know, I feel like, all right, look, this top player has, has committed to me, to this program. Come on, more jump I on board. One, yeah. yeah, so we'll see. if He, he could be potentially, uh, you know, the first, first domino to fall, I guess, because um, there are others out there that have that have Michigan among their finalists, too, that haven't, haven't decided yet. Um, so, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. something something to watch for sure as we get closer and closer to the start of, you know, actual basketball games. Good in there. Good in there. Quick, uh, quick football moment. Uh, Michigan had its first player hit the transfer portal on Monday since the start of the 2019 season, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mustafa Muhammad, tight end, redshirt freshman. Uh, he apparently is leaving. He plays, played a total of two games this season, hasn't caught a ball. Um, he is at the portal Interesting because I guess it's notable because he is now the second high, highest higher ranked player from Michigan's 2018 recruiting class to hit the portal. Uh, uh, Muhammad was the third highest ranked player in Michigan's class that year. Uh, Miles Sims, a quarterback, was I think fourth. Uh, he transferred to Tech obviously last season. But anyway, Muhammad is, is leaving. It sounds like he was bearing the depth chart this season. Didn't play much, as I mentioned. Um, even Saturday with McCune not playing much. Uh, the Warriors turned it to Nick Eubanks and Luke Schoonmaker instead, yeah. who had his first touchdown mm-hmm. catch of his collegiate career. So, Muhammad's bearing depth chart. Uh, he apparently wants out. It sounds like he's he's gone. Real just quick note on hockey. They op- hockey season's officially here. They opened up at home against Clarkson last last weekend. Uh, it was ranked number eleven in the country and tied uh, tied the opener one to one, and uh, lost on Saturday three to one. So. They got Lake State, Lake Superior State this weekend at home, and then the non-conference matchup. So I might try and catch Friday's game. We'll see. But all right. Yeah, yeah with the night game on Saturday, you can uh, you can afford to do that, right? Yeah. 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 There you go. There you go. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. <laughs>